A Weekend with Jason Dacey Replay from Money FM 89.3. Thanks for staying with us here on Money FM 89.3. I'm in the company of Neil Humphreys here on Weekend Mornings. We're doing our Crime Mysteries segment, Neil, with a bit of a twist today because we've spoken about the teacher's pet cold case murder which is a murder case that we've been speaking about. It's been reopened, of course. Chris Dawson, who was my former PE teacher from North Sydney Boys High back in the 1970s, is the man in the spotlight. Yeah, Uh, let me stop you there because this segment is an extraordinary segment. It's gone all around the world. It kicked off our murder mystery, crime mystery segment on this show. Because Because of the podcast, right, in Australia, and it's 25 million plus downloads. That's right, called Teacher's Pet. This extraordinary story, which we'll get into in more detail, about a former PE teacher who, well, not allegedly, this happened. He ended up going off with one of his students, marrying that student. In 1982, his wife disappeared, completely disappeared. his wife disappeared, never been seen again. And he'd never been charged with her murder, even though there was all sorts of allegations. She just vanished. And now, of course, the trial is ongoing. Yes. And we'll get to that in a moment. But we always had, I mean, fun is the wrong word, but the fact that you were taught by a man who is now a PE teacher who is now on trial for murdering his wife. And I thought to myself, what could be more crazy than having (laughs) one guy sitting with me in the studio who was taught by a man accused of murder? But now I've got two. I've got two guys sitting with me in the studio taught by a man on trial for murder. Yes, I'd like to introduce Stephen Fry, who was uh, my classmate, the class of 1979, North Sydney Boys High. Haven't seen him for 40 years, just about. Here he is in the studio. He's a musician and he is a a teacher of guitar and music. He's going to actually participate in a segment we're doing on music on Madonna shortly, but just a nice coincidence, Stephen, that uh, you can also share about Chris Dawson and and being uh, taught by him. Yeah, g'day. Well, uh, yeah, very charming fellow, and uh, he's had identical twin brother, Paul. Uh, used to cause confusion, athletics, where I'd expect him to know who I was, and then I realised it's his brother. Um, so, yeah, they were like the golden boys, and obviously we they were girl charmers of a sort that we had no idea about well, at that's the time. A, yeah, that's according to reports and according to this Teacher's Pet podcast. And what we should point out, that, that they were professional rugby league players. And, and minor celebrities you, in and their And minor town, celebrities, right? yeah. And, and you know, Stephen and I, you know, growing up in Sydney, we realised how big rugby league was. So to have a professional rugby player teaching you PE in our gym at North Sydney Boys High there in Crow's Nest, many Singaporeans will know the Lower North Shore, was a big deal, Neil. And he was an identical twin brother, was a teacher at another school. Is that yes, correct? and I think if I'm Manly not wrong, high. yes, and I think he may have even dropped in our school sometime and done sub teaching, if I'm not mistaken. But the the school in question was Cromer High, which is another uh, high school on the North Shore of uh, Sydney, and that's where this this allegedly happened with the the babysitter. Well, that part's not alleged. That's I mean, not, yeah, he did, I mean, he did leave I said, his wife. Yeah, yeah. He left his wife Definitely. for his babysitter. Yes, married the babysitter. And the wife subsequently disappeared. I mean, that's all factual. You can say that. And the wife has never been seen again. I mean, what was it like in Sydney around that time? I mean, there must have been all sorts of rumours and, and discussion. And Not oh, really, we really. We're at an all-boys <laughs> academic school, a selective school, okay? Mm. Well, Stephen and I wouldn't get in there now, but it's become an elite school. A lot of right. Singaporeans, Malaysians, and Hong Kong people send their kids now. It's like top zero. I like know. the way you wrote Steve off. I mean, <laughs> speak for yourself. Don't speak right, for Stephen. Right. He's called Stephen Fry, for heaven's sake. He's yes, a genius. Yes, he is. He's, he's like the other Stephen Fry. 
Yes, well, I'm not quite the the English actor. I should just say, g'day. I'm a, yeah. I'm a different Stephen Fry. But yeah, the school is different, but that's another story, isn't it? But back in the day, we honestly, we, we had no idea that, except that we knew that they were golden boy rugby mm. league players. They weren't exactly stars, but, you know, they were in first grade yeah, rugby league for Newtown. Yeah, we saw them on TV Newtown. and all that. And, you know, there's been mm. a development. You know, three women inspired by the uh, Teacher's Pet podcast have come forward with allegations of sexual abuse by teachers while they were students at a high school on the New South Wales mid-north coast, and that's around Port Macquarie. And there's a 55-year-old woman, Neil, who's come out inspired by this podcast and said, listen, this happened to me as well. So it's it's incredible what uh, this has brought out. And, of course, Chris Dawson now is awaiting trial. There's a lot of stuff happening behind the scenes, isn't there? Well, of course, it's depressing that women are coming forward. But if you can take a positive from it, in the, in the age of the Me Too movement, anything that encourages women to come forward or any alleged victims of, of sexual abuse or any kind of abuse for that matter to come forward and speak up and uh, stake their claims and go to the authorities is a good thing. And the fact that this teacher's pet case has encouraged other women to come forward is a good thing because I think we have said on here, both men made no secret of the fact, this is, this is in, in the mm, public domain, yeah. that they had various girlfriends yes. while they were peer teachers. Rumours and allegations that they even swapped uh, yeah, you know, young, right, yeah. young girls and, and things like that. So the fact that it was going on for so long is also, it's very much a product of its time, isn't it? That you could kind of get away with that behaviour back then. Yeah, and Stephen, you know, we have our 40th anniversary for our class of 1979 this year. And Should we you, invite Chris? <laughs> that's in fact Neil and I have spoken about that. Should we invite? And he's now he's he's based in in Queensland in the Sunshine Coast. And mm. actually, Paul Dawson's on the Gold Coast, and they have this these matching plates and matching really uh, number plates and matching T-shirts and all that. But what was your reaction when this all came out? And we thought about our teacher, and here it is: this uh, podcast downloaded twenty five million times around the world, and this trial is ongoing. What did you think? Well, I mean. <laughs> I, on one level, I was amazed, but on another level, not that amazed because they were very good-looking men. They were very chris- charismatic. charismatic. Yeah. And, yeah, back in the day, you didn't have the internet. You didn't have the the scrutiny that we've got these days. And so, uh, you know, it's no surprise, I think, that those sort of things went on. But one thing that was seems very damning is that he moved his uh, – schoolgirl girlfriend in within a f- you know a few days yeah. of his yes. wife disappearing yeah. Yeah. you know well just to recap the timeline you're absolutely right correct me if i'm wrong jason he begins an affair with his babysitter mm-hmm. that's i'm only going to speak facts he he begins an affair with his babysitter he'd been having problems with his wife yeah his wife disappears off the face of the earth and is never seen again. He moves, as you correctly point out, Stephen, he moves the babysitter in who was 15 or 16, 16 he was barely yeah, 16, of yeah. legal age mm. Then tells the children that the wife has run away, the mother has run away, and you must now call her mother. Yeah. Uh, this sixteen-year-old babysitter who, who becomes his wife. Then they have a child, I believe. Yes, Is that correct? I think so. Yes. Then she finally gets um, and, fa- and, plug and good and, luck and to and her. She's worried about domestic violence. She then goes to the police herself and says, "If I don't leave this man, he's going to kill me." Mm. She says that. Yes. This is all in the public domain, mm. and she fears for her life. So she finally plucks up the courage to divorce this uh, man. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, there's this global podcast, lots of potentially damning evidence. You've got a wife who's disappeared off the face of the earth. You've Mm. got a second wife saying he threatened to kill me and she fears for her life. 
does this man go undercover? No, he walks around Queensland wearing a sh- matching shirt <laughs> with his twin brother. <laughs> it's like a bad song. matching opera. number plates as well. I, mean, I can't get my head around it. Yeah, so we're going to watch out and see what happens with this. But Headley Thomas, who's from the Australian newspaper, and he put together this podcast. He's likely to be called to this trial to give evidence through the podcast uh, because, Stephen, they've, they've come up with a lot of evidence uh, through the podcast. And it's great as a journalist to see this happening and making a difference, you know, because 1982 is a long time ago. This is when it all happened. And here we are, 2019. It'll probably be 2020 by the time we get the verdict on this. Yeah, well, who knows? We can just pray that justice is served and that uh, any of the the women that were um, hurt becomes a healing and resolution. Mm. And yeah. Yeah. And and if he's innocent, then we hope that happens as well, that if if there is innocence there. If he's innocent, yes. (laughs) If he's innocent, yes. But you're right. I mean, Lynn Dawson, that's the most important person in all of this. And of course, one of her relatives contacted us, right? Yes, this is the, that's right. This is the woman who disappeared, his first wife, Lynn Dawson. She's the only person who really matters here, that she gets some sort of justice, closure, whatever you wish to call it, and her family, as you correctly mentioned, someone from a family got in touch with us and was not only complimentary, but actually said, you have to keep doing this. Yes. You know, you have to keep uh, publicising the case because my, I think it was, a, was it the cousin? It was a... I think a cousin. It was a nephew, cousin, yeah, yeah, but his cousin, as we said, disappeared off the face of the earth in 1982. Mm. No closure for him, no closure for her own children. Yeah, yeah. It's a sad state of affairs. And meanwhile, the, the alleged, let's say the person who is suspected of being involved in her disappearance... Mm. He's walking around like a circus freak show, you know, with his matching weird twin. So that is the bit that I can't get my head around. I'm sure, I am sure, as a crime writer myself, I am sure the rights, if they've not have been sold, then they're just waiting. They're just waiting for the resolution. And you never know, Stephen, if they do a film on this, they may portray you and me as kids in that gymnasium working with Chris Dawson (laughs) back in the 1970s. What do you think? (laughs) A young Jason and a young Stephen. So it's it's going to be a great story. Let's see where it goes. I'd like to thank uh, Stephen Fry and Neil Humphrey. Stephen Fry, I can't from get their my head around that. Not the Aussie Stephen, the, the main Stephen the, Fry, the real one, the real one, the real one. And we're going to hear from all from Stephen a bit later on because coming up, we're going to profile the career of Madonna. It's the 40th anniversary of her beginning her musical career. So do stay with me, Jason Dacey, on weekend mornings. <laughs> 